0: Hi, i'm april and i'm steph and, and we're, we're from, from the, the thurs podcast. podcast do you like pop culture news reviews and discussion are you deeply invested in army hammer and timothy chalamet's friendship do you constantly find yourself debating which hollywood chris is best have you lost sleep over the horror that is ben affleck's back tattoo then, then we're, we're the, the podcast, podcast for, for you, you. Every few weeks we get together to talk about what we're enjoying or what we're looking forward to in the world of TV, film, music and more. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher by searching for The Thirst Podcast and you can also find us over on Twitter at The Thirst or on Instagram at The Thirst Pod. Listen to an episode and let us know what you think. Bye! Bye. Welcome to the Lit podcast. This is our pop culture episode, Lit Bits. In these episodes, we'll discuss any current events and things we've been reading or watching outside of our normal schedule. These episodes are explicit, but we will do our best to avoid any and all spoilers. I'm Casey. I'm Abby. Tonight, I am drinking a black cherry citrus fresca with vodka. Fresca, like as in the, as in fresca? <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh, I haven't had a Fresca in well, so, I saw, like, since
0: I was 14. Right. I saw I was at Target today and I saw that they had it and I was like, Laura Jean drinks black cherry. So I got it. There you go. Is it yeah. good? Yeah, I really
1: like it. I didn't know they had other flavors other than like vomit flavor. <laughs> it's pretty good. OK. It doesn't taste like stomach bile. No, it tastes like black cherry citrus. Because Fresca is the calorie free one, right?
0: I don't know. It used to be. Okay. I'll Wha- save you one because you are here next week. Yay. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I know. Excited. I'm
1: excited. Wait. Did you say you put alcohol in it? Yeah, I put vodka in it. Oh, okay. Avi. I bet that's delicious. <laughs> it's pretty good. Nice. I'm drinking, once again, my old standby, the good old Costco Prosecco. Ooh. Yep nice can't get enough it's only six dollars so that's wonderful yeah i hate i've been to costco so many fucking times this week i want to die prosecco
0: prosecco prosecco
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) i thought you were like trying to pronounce it but you were making a joke
0: yeah i was making a joke uh i went to costco this week as well i got seven items and spent 110 dollars what in the fuck did you get anything good? No. I didn't. I got some I got good stuff. A cake. Ooh, for me. Because it it was Valentine's Day.
1: Oh. So for and your And Monday's husband. my
0: birthday. I don't know if you know that.
1: Oh, I forgot.
0: <laughs> I didn't okay. forget. I did I'm not really forget. special.
1: <laughs> Today's technically my dad's birthday, but his uh-huh. mom forgot what birthday what day his birthday was. So my whole life, we always celebrated my dad's birthday on the seventeenth. But then I found his birth certificate after he died, and he was born on the sixteenth.
0: Huh. There you go. Yep.
1: And then you're born Mom on the eighteenth
0: of the year. Huh. Mom of the year. <laughs> she was uh, terrible. Did you know my love you grandma? My grandmother spelled her name wrong her entire life. Your mom's name. My grandma spelled her own name wrong her entire life. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: It's crazy how some details just slip through the cracks with older generations.
0: Yeah, like the spelling of a name. It's kind of great. It's pretty funny.
1: Like, imagine all the shit you could have got away with.
0: So much. I would have stolen so much art. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about name changes. I'm an art
1: thief. Whatever. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. The
0: dreams. Did, what did you get at Costco?
1: I got... Are you ready? Yes. I got the Pyrex Snapware.
0: Oh, I have that.
1: Of course you do. It's amazing. Is I had no idea how what it's I was missing. Like life changing. It's incredible. I got two boxes of it because one box wasn't enough. No, it's the best. I threw away all of my plastic shitty Tupperware
0: Uh, we're so lazy now. I just serve it in the Pyrex and then snap a lid on whatever's left and put it in the fridge.
1: That's not lazy because it still looks nice. Right? It's the best stuff. It is amazing. And the thing is, I thought, I thought they were too small, but then I fit an entire spaghetti dinner in one of them. I couldn't believe how much it fit.
0: They're pretty big. Some of them are really big. I
1: am so into it. Yeah. Yeah. Love oh, me some Pyrex. man, I
0: love Costco.
1: Well, I feel like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel when she like goes back to the club to get her Pyrex and then has to explain yeah. why Pyrex is so
0: amazing. Yeah, because it is. Fucking love Pyrex. Right? It's the best. Okay. Do you want some news from the book world? Yeah. Book movie world? The adaptation for The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson <gasps> has been picked up by Hulu. Yeah! Is it going to be a series or a movie? It's going to be a series. Yes. And it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese directing. It's going to be incredible. Right? I think I might cry a little. So Billy Ray is writing the script and he also wrote Overlord in the first Hunger Games.
1: Oh my god.
0: For anyone who does not know, The Devil in the White City is... Like I said, by Eric Larson. It was released in 2003 and it is a historical nonfiction book telling the story of the 1893 World's Columbian Expedition to so the World's Fair in Chicago. Uh, through the eyes of an architect and also intertwined throughout the story is H.H. Holmes, who is said to be America's first serial killer. He confessed up to 27 murders, but the number could be as high as 200. Obviously,
1: it's 200 because he was a dick.
0: he was known for having a murder castle. Yes. (laughs) A murder house. So I didn't know this. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio initially acquired the rights to this book about 10 years ago from Tom Cruise. That makes total sense to me. And he himself, I don't know if he will, but he wants to star as H.H. H. Holmes. Of
1: course he does. He'd be a Which good H.H. H. Holmes.
0: I want him to. Yeah, he should do it. Anyway, go Hulu.
1: I'm so excited. Okay, I'll be honest. So I checked the audiobook out for Devil in the White City because I've heard literally mm-hmm. nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. And I, try- I like died of boredom. But I feel like if I was reading the book, I would be super into it
0: if I, I wasn't just listening. I have heard great things. I know a couple of people who said it's their literally their favorite book. And I yeah. tried to read it probably five times.
1: Did, and you couldn't get through it? No.
0: Is it super long? I, it's I mean, it's long, but it's not that long. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to power through this book. Honestly, here's the thing.
1: Nobody cares about the architecture or the World's Fair.
0: True fact. <laughs> we just <laughs> want to Except hear people about H.H. Holmes. <laughs> what? Except the people who like architecture. Like, well, I just want to read H.H. Holmes. Right.
1: I do like that it put H.H. It, put Holmes' actions into a historical context.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting that, you know... Part of the reason he was able to have so many victims was because of the people there for the World's Fair. Right. And so I do like that aspect of it. I just don't really care that their buildings were sinking. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) They did a shitty job. And how they were going to fix it. I just. I'm not into that. So. I I think a lot of people are. I
1: am with you. I'm not super into that. Like I can deal with pieces, but I don't want. Like, all the details about it. Yeah. This I took will... place in Chicago. Is that
0: right? Yeah.
1: One book that I love, and it's like, like a classic. A lot of people have read it, is The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Have mm-hmm. you read that one? Yep. Oh, my God. That book is so fucking good. See, that book I can get into. hmm Yeah. That one I couldn't put down.
0: It's a great classic book.
1: But I think it was so compelling to learn all the, like, shitty – stuff people had to go through i think that's why but i don't really care about captains of industry that's like not where my heart lies like
0: it's not the same but you might as well read the fountainhead see i know atlas shrugged atlas shrugged shrugged,
1: yeah i had a friend (laughs) in uh middle school she was i i'm still in contact with her she's very your friend and she actually had to read that book and write a report on it as punishment for something like her dad made her read it and like write a book report about it as punishment
0: do you have news because i have one more thing i have uh i have like
1: one bigger piece of news and one tiny little piece of news
0: okay you can go
1: Okay, so um, as a lot of people already know, but I am very excited about it. I haven't read this book, but it's been on my list. Um, Good Omens, the mini series, is coming to Amazon Prime May 31st.
0: Yes, it is. It's gonna
1: be seven episodes. The synopsis of the book is uh it's titled Good Omens, The Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agnes Nutter, which it's a fan of, it's a world. What in the fuck did I write? Okay, it's a fantasy novel written as a collaboration between the English authors Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Is it Gaiman or Gaiman?
0: I say Gaiman, but I don't know.
1: I say Gaiman too. The book is a comedy about the birth of the son of Satan, the coming of the end times. There are attempts by the angel... I can't say his name. And the demon Crowley to sabotage the coming of the end times, having grown accustomed to their comfortable surroundings in England. Um, so like I said, May 31st on Amazon Prime, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be the voice of Satan.
0: Um, I don't know if you know this, but I have the biggest crush on David Tennant. What? Plays- yeah. Why? <laughs> I have loved him for so long and i know it's weird. You're a fucking freak.
1: And you gave me so much shit about loving short men. What the hell?
0: I love him.
1: He looks <laughs> like a ferret. I think he's so wonderful. Yeah, but thinking he's wonderful and wanting to bang him are two different things.
0: Well, like it's i have the a crush same. on Tom
1: Hardy cuz i want to bang him. I don't okay. want to bang David Tennant.
0: Well, same goes with you and Giovanni Ribisi. Yes, Giovanni Ribisi. That's so weird to me.
1: No offense to David Tennant. I'm sure he's great at banging. I'm just saying. that. <laughs> How can I you really... like Barty Crouch Jr.? I
0: love him. I love him and everything he's into. <laughs> I even watch his horrible Netflix movies. <laughs> the Deep Boy Bride. What is it called? The Decoy Bride. I love it.
1: <laughs> is it a romantic comedy? Yes. How is he in a romantic comedy?
0: I don't know, but I really
1: love him. What in the fuck? I David love him Tennant. as Doctor okay. Who. I love him in Broadchurch. Well, I like him in Broadchurch as a detective <laughs> or whatever he is. I don't even remember. It's been so long. <clears throat> okay.
0: <laughs> anyway, he's in good omens. <laughs>
1: He's in Good Omens. He's going to be Crowley the demon. He, I watched the trailer. It looks amazing. He looks like he's going to do a great job at being a demon. Yeah, because he's hot. Your demon boyfriend. <laughs> Who's hot? <laughs> Who is not hot in the least? <laughs> How can we disagree so strongly on this thing? I don't get it.
0: I don't know, but I love him.
1: <laughs> oh, you're nuts. Okay, anyway... <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be the voice of Satan. (laughs) Francis, (laughs) Francis, fucking Francis McDormand will be the voice of God because she always is. I actually quoted Almost Famous to Chris today. I said, be, I said, be, be, what in the fuck did I say? I said, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. That's like one of my favorite quotes from a movie. She's the best.
0: Did he get it?
1: no (laughs) of course not okay um michael sheen is gonna be the angel as aziraphale aziraphale i don't fucking know
0: okay i don't find him hot
1: see i find him way hotter than (laughs) david Tennant. (laughs) he banged kate beckinsale so he's hot by just because of that
0: we disagree strongly on these. I think
1: everyone disagrees with you on this one. <laughs> There's not a person alive. Yes, there is. <laughs> I'm so sorry, David Tennant. I know you're not listening, but still. Even if you are, I think you're
0: hot. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah. Good Omens, May 31st, Amazon Prime, seven episodes. I'm really excited. It looks really cool the trailer is out. Also you can watch the opening um cre- like title sequence which is also really cool.
0: Oh so- yeah, I watched that too. I watched them both. Yeah, they're they look really neat. I'm posting this picture. It's David Tennant and he looks hot. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, that's a good idea. Show me evidence. Like show me photographic evidence.
0: Okay, he's like skinny weird hot.
1: <laughs> okay, when I think skinny weird hot, I think like
0: Giovanni Andrew- Ribisi. <laughs>
1: Well, I think like Andrew Garfield. Okay, see, I don't find him attractive. Oh, I think he's so cute. (laughs) Maybe I think he's cute and not hot. Like I find Ed Sheeran. Okay, Ed Sheeran is not hot. He is kind of though. He is though. (laughs) His voice, you can't like just cover up his eyes and then it's fine. Yeah. I think skinny, weird, hot. I think of Jonathan Rhys-Meyers.
0: Oh, yeah. He's hot.
1: Yeah. Skinny, weird,
0: hot. Okay. He's hot. Yeah. Our anyways got real thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> when does <laughs> it not, though? I don't know. <laughs> Was that all you had to say about that show? <clears throat>
1: That's all I have to say about that.
0: Okay. Moving on to my next thirsty topic. Ooh. I've talked about Dune before, however, more talented actors have just been added to the cast, including Jason Momoa, hot. Josh Brolin, hot. Hot. Javier Bardem.
1: Super hot. uh,
0: Along with Zendaya and Charlotte Rampling.
1: I, oh my god, have you seen Antichrist? No. Okay, that movie has turned me off of her a little bit, but I'm trying to... She literally smashes Willem Dafoe's balls with a rock. And you see. Oh, I
0: would enjoy that. (laughs) Just kidding. Do you think
1: Willem Dafoe is hot? No. Are you sure?
0: I'm 100% sure. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. So, as news keeps coming out about Dune, I will keep updating everyone on Litbits. That's
1: really exciting. Okay. I had never seen the original, I'll be honest. And I watched okay. the trailer for it, and it mm-hmm. looks fucking incredible. Yeah. Do you it's know who is the director on the original? Mm-mm. I can find Isn't out. Isn't it though. like David
0: Lynch or somebody crazy like that? I will find this out.
1: Okay. Because I know it was a director that I'm like, whoa
0: dune was directed by david finch he also wrote the screenplay david finch lynch lynch david lynch okay Sorry. i was like wait who's david finch david lynch <laughs> okay wrote the screenplay and directed the original
1: yeah okay and i was like whoa i need to watch this immediately is my whole point point. and i still haven't watched it
0: let's watch it when you're here
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Let's watch it when we're not We I'm need there. a list
0: of movies to watch while you're here.
1: Okay. I'm definitely bringing The Shining. Okay. Because we're going to The Stanley. You can't and, go to The Stanley without seeing it.
0: And we are watching Annabelle Creation. Yes. Oh, with the lights off. And maybe then we'll follow that up with The Decoy Bride. <laughs> I'll totally
1: watch that with you. Does David Tennant have to kiss anybody in that movie? I think so. I honestly don't even think I've ever seen him at like as a romantic object in
0: any Doctor movie. Who.
1: Oh, I don't watch Doctor Who.
0: I love Doctor Who. You, There's yeah. a woman doctor right now. How can you not watch Doctor Who? I tried to watch one of the
1: newer ones and I thought I was dumb. Okay. I'm so sorry, but educate me when I'm there. I would put a TARDIS in my
0: house if I could.
1: We have so much stuff to do when I'm there. <laughs> Okay, We got to build your TARDIS. Yes. (laughs) We got to watch all these fucking movies. I'm excited. Me too. I have one little piece of news because it's like it's so little Mm -hmm. because there's literally nothing else to say about it. So have you seen the movie Terrifier? No. It's a really, really, really gory, like fucked up awesome horror movie from I think it's from last year or the year before, and it's got this scary-ass clown in it called Al the Clown. And they're making a sequel, and they've completed the screenplay, and Al the Clown is coming back, and it's so fucking exciting, but you're not excited about it because you don't know what I'm talking about. I have never even heard of this. Everybody go look up Terrifier. It's like, if you like gory horror movies, it's so good. And it's so fucking ridiculous. It's just great.
0: It's on Netflix. 2016. Okay. Oh my gosh. I am scared looking at this cover.
1: He, the guy that plays Al the Clown is such a good actor. It's amazing. David Howard Thornton. He is incredible. So if you like gory movies, go watch it. If you don't like gory movies, do not watch it. But it's like a super indie, like.
0: It's unrated.
1: Yeah. it, It was like a straight to video kind of thing. Okay. Chris and I watched it last Halloween and even he he doesn't even like horror movies and he thought it was hilarious so
0: okay well I'm excited for you that there's a sequel
1: yeah I'm excited to see a sequel so yeah
0: (laughs) sweet okay so moving on to what we've been watching or reading what do you have for me
1: Um, So I've been listening to a podcast. It's on Wondery. So it's not like an indie podcast or anything. Don't roll your eyes. Sorry. You're such a fucking snob.
0: Indie podcasts for life. I know. Other than the last podcast on the left.
1: Okay, you're like 100% (laughs) right. However, this podcast was recommended to me by my our friend April. And it's a true crime podcast called Cold. Okay. And it's like one of the best true crime podcasts I've ever heard. Like it keeps your attention. It never gets boring. And it's like the story is so fucking crazy. You can't even believe it. That's so really cool. Here's like a little synopsis. It began in November of 2018. I have not finished it yet. And I don't know if there's still more episodes coming out. But right now, there's 14 episodes. Okay. So the synopsis is: Susan Powell vanished on December seventh, two thousand nine. Her body has never been found. From the beginning, West Valley City, Utah, police suspected Susan Susan's husband, Josh Powell, had murdered her. They never arrested him. Cold dies. I know this story. I bet you do. Cold dives deep into the case files uncovering never before heard details. You'll learn why Susan stayed with an abusive husband, why Josh did what he did, and how the justice system failed Susan and her two boys. It's like super sad.
0: He like takes some camping in the middle of the night or something, right? Yeah. Yep, I know this story. It's you should crazy. listen.
1: Yeah, if you haven't listened to the podcast, you should. It's
0: really good. I haven't, but I definitely will check it out, it's, even though it's not an indie podcast.
1: I know, but it's, like, so good. <laughs> like, Sweet. me, me, everybody in my office right now hasn't been able to stop listening to it. So thanks, April. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, I have a quick book review for Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo.
1: Your favorite who, person in the
0: world. I went to her book signing. What two weeks ago and she is great and she has golden hair like a fairy princess that I would love to have. She's literally the most
1: beautiful human I've ever seen. She was rolling her skin with one of those, like, rose quartz rollers. Oh, yeah. And I was online. I was like, oh, I need to buy one of these immediately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because she is like a golden fairy princess.
1: She's literally – but then she has, like, black fingernails. So, you know, she has a dark side, which is so fucking cool. I know.
0: We were talking about getting a manicure, and I was like, I'm going to get them just like Leigh Bardugo's. (laughs) Me too. So whatever
1: you do is what I'll do. Okay. That's so exciting. All right.
0: So, see – Siege and Storm is book two of the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And here is a synopsis. Uh, Darkness never dies. Hunted across the true sea, haunted by the lives she took on the fold, Alina must try to make a life with Mal in an unfamiliar land, all while keeping her identity as the Sun Summoner a secret. But she can't outrun her past or her destiny for long. The Darkling has emerged from the Shadow Fold with a terrifying new power and a dangerous plan that will test the very boundaries of the natural world. With the help of a notorious privateer, Alina returns to the country she abandoned, determined to fight the forces gathering against Ravka. But as her but as her power grows, Alina slips deeper into the Darkling's game of forbidden magic and farther away from Mal. Somehow she will have to choose between her country, her power, and the love she always thought would guide her or risk losing everything to the oncoming storm.
1: Oh, my God. That sounds amazing.
0: So, uh, I love this book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. It. So, in the first book, there's kind of a slow build. And this jumps straight into the action. There's a battle by, like, page 16. Nice. And, um. So I really like that. All of the characters that I like from the first book are back. However, there's a bunch of new characters that I truly adore. And I really like the feisty, witty characters. And I feel like she does such an amazing job writing them. And I love their dialogue, everything about them. That's really cool. I like... What were you going to say? I was just going to say it sounds like it's one
1: of those situations where it's like you get... The basis of the world in the first book, like Mm -hmm. all the um, world building. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. all of that is built upon in the second book.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I get nervous for sequels and this one definitely was worth it. Nice. There's a lot more that I like. There's deception and decisions that have to be made in this book that really make you question like, make the characters question who they are and, like, where their heart is, where their morals are, like, what do you choose? They're very difficult, which I like. There is a cult forming around Alina as the Sun Summoner, and that's pretty incredible.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: There's a bunch of political intrigues, and in regard to the romance, I truly hate when YA novels have love triangles, and their biggest obstacle is, like, A maniacal dictator, or they're just separated by distance. It's so annoying. That's not a real problem. Right. And so this book, all of the problems felt really real. They're two people growing apart and they have to figure out who they are as individuals, and if that still works with them together. Oh, nice. And I felt like that's real life. Totally. So I I mean, she just she does such a great job, and I don't feel like this is a young adult novel like I don't feel like it's it has a maturity to it that I don't feel like I'm reading Twilight (laughs) that's
1: really funny that you mentioned that because uh our next book Darkest Minds Mm -hmm. I have a lot to say about that and Twilight but I from the descriptions you've given me of this book I didn't even know it was YA like it sounds literally like a science fiction classic. Like an Ursula Le Guin kind of situation.
0: I really enjoy it. A lot. That's really and cool. There's just. I feel like there's so much depth to it. And to everybody. And I feel like there's real obstacle. Like obviously it's magic. And it's in a fairyland. But I feel like there's things you can apply. Well that's the whole point of fantasy. And
1: science fiction. Is to reflect real world problems. Mm-hmm.
0: In... The other thing world I think that she exist. does a great job of is that there's true, like, equality in this. Men and women both fight side by side. They're both in the armies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, a lone woman battling. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel in most novels you get, there, she's, like, surrounded by men and she's one powerful girl. And that's not what this book is.
1: It's, like, Lagertha and her her tribe of ladies that fight yes okay a
0: hundred percent and that's I love that
1: that is really amazing
0: so uh all in all I'm gonna give this book four and a half stars again it's really amazing and it is a great sequel
1: I can't wait to like read some of it while I'm at your house
0: yeah again I'm only giving like knocking this down half a star because I'm giving myself room to breathe and yeah. Like, I feel like I need a bigger scale.
1: <laughs> like a like from the Twilight to the Shining, that kind of a scale. Like,
0: yes, like that.
1: <laughs> like the biggest fucking scale <laughs> that's ever been invented by a human.
0: On a scale of Twilight to the Shining, I would put this at Siege and Storm. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably
1: put it above the Shining. So it would probably be a, a scale of Twilight to Siege and Storm is what it would be for I, you.
0: I haven't read The Shining. I know I suck. Uh, the other thing I love about this book is the inside is golden teal. And I am <gasps> obsessed with those colors. It's my favorite colors in the whole world.
1: That's amazing.
0: And so I love it. They I can't wait to see magical it. creatures. Like, there's so much good about this book.
1: Do you – is there any, like, buzz or news or rumors about this being turned into, like, film ch- franchise? Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's actually, current. they're currently making it over at Netflix. They are? And, yeah. And you left that out? Well, I talked about it before. Oh, I wasn't listening. Sorry. They're doing this series along with the Six of Crows series. So that's why I'm going to keep going. Oh. She actually just posted on her Instagram stories probably two days ago that she met with the writers at Netflix. And they're working on episodes two and three. And she's so happy with them so I that's, think that's great too like having an author be happy how somebody's adapting your work has to be fantastic that is so exciting mm-hmm. I'm thrilled I'm, for her I am super excited for this like I'm kind of nervous because sometimes I hate adaptations obviously <laughs> which is what our whole show is right exactly no it's not as hating out ad- adaptations
1: um it can go so, either way. It can go really fucking bad or it can be amazing
0: or it can be totally
1: different and still be incredible.
0: I I think the ones I like the best are the ones that can stand on their own. Me too. Like if you can separate them out? Yes. That's how the shining is. It's you can still appreciate the book and love the movie. Yes. So, I I hope they do this series Justice and Six of Crows and yeah. I'm I sure they we'll will. See. But she's happy with it, so that like gives me hope. That's good. Hopefully she's
1: not like contractually obligated to say that it's great.
0: I will <laughs> Okay, so here was my question. When somebody's adapting your work, do you always get to go into the writer's room and talk to them and meet with them or do some like sometimes do they just buy your work and that's the end like you have no say?
1: Yeah, I think it has to be part of your contract. Like, either you just sell the work and you're, like, done with it, or it use like, stipulate, I want a hand in it, since it has my name on it, basically. Yeah. That's my guess. I'm talking out of my asshole. I don't actually know. Well, but that makes sense, right?
0: Yeah. I love these characters, and I can't wait to see them on the screen in Who Gets Cast. And so I'm going to keep doing this series, and then um, – Obviously, we'll talk about the Netflix series and the news that comes out from it until it premieres, which I cool. have no idea when it's going to premiere.
1: I'm so and excited. I don't even
0: think they've cast anybody for it yet.
1: That makes sense if they're still writing it. hmm I mean, I guess they could do it, like, in conjunction with each other, but... Yeah. Cool. Like, m- like Mr. Carey did. Oh, fucking when Mr. He wrote- Carey. He has extra talent, though. Like, when he's, like... He- Extra special. Wrote
0: a book and a screenplay <laughs> at what the, in the same fuck? time.
1: <laughs> what in the actual fuck? That's insane to me still.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Our next episode will be out next Monday. The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on our website at thelitflixpodcast.com. That's the L I T F L I X podcast And beautiful Abby just redid our beautiful website so you should check it out you can also purchase all of the books that we talk about or find links to the movies uh we would love to hear from you you can email us at the litflix gmail or you can also find us on instagram or twitter please rate review and subscribe so you never miss an episode cheers